back, everyone. It's Tony the Movie Guy with a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week's episode is the Fast and the Furious franchise. Love it or hate it, they make a boatload of money, so listen to Tony and his guest Fazel discuss. Enjoy! Hey folks, it's a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Miss Money Annie, as you all know now, is off having a baby. And that's why we did a special episode, Movies About Babies. So it's just me, and I have as my special guest for a subject I can't believe I'm going to be talking about tonight. I guess it's been a long time coming. This is Fuzzle. He's a Hollywood photographer. Say hello to everyone, Fuzzle. Yo. Oh my god, you really are that's, a Hollywood that's my photographer. Intro. <laughs> All right, well, Fuzzle's a, a great guy. He's a good, good friend of mine. Uh, very uh, incredible photographer. You genuinely Thank are. You. Thank you. Total pro. Um, you've also, I mean, you've been around the Hollywood scene for a long time. What's that ridiculous show you were on years ago? It's called the Blank Blank Blank. No, what, what was it's it? Called. It's called the Bad Girls Club. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway, you were on that, right? Yeah, I had the pleasure of being. One of the girls' love interest in season three, nice. and um, I had about seven minutes of fame from that. There was a couple times where I got recognized. And, and he's still milking it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to, you know. Um, but after that, I just kind of uh, became a normal person again. So. Yeah, he is a normal person. You're a good dude. You're a great photographer. Um, we've had the pleasure of uh, traveling around the United States together. We have. Um, so that's been cool. And, uh, he, you know, you've known I've been doing this podcast for a while. So yeah. I love the topic you picked. Uh, and <laughs> I, I know I'm almost I'm saying this ironically, but I think this this episode is going to be a doozy. I hope so. We are going to discuss, ladies and gentlemen. The Fast and the Furious franchise. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. Okay. Now, here's why this is going to be entertaining. I have spoken about this franchise quite a few times on the podcast because I am not a fan. It is a franchise I loathe and I don't fully comprehend. Now, Miss Money Any, actually, my co-host, was a fan of this franchise up until seven. So we kind of got into it a little bit. But Fuzzle is an all-in fan all in of the Fast and the Furious franchise. And that fascinates me. <laughs> but but here's what I want to say. You're not the only one. No. I mean, these movies make so much money. They are so popular. The last two films made over a billion dollars. Clearly, they are, are hugely popular around the whole world. So that's why, as much as it makes my skin crawl, I am going to dedicate an hour to discussing the Fast and Furious franchise with you and debating it and genuinely seeing like what you like about it and kind of go talking about the films. Okay. But first of all, tell me about your overall love in general for this. I can't believe I'm trying to say this with a straight right for this <laughs> prodigious, prestigious franchise. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, um, when the first when the first one came out, I was, um, you know, a 19-year-old street racer in Chicago. 
And okay, every so you week, were in that oh, yeah. world. Oh, yeah. Every week from about the age of, I'd say, probably 17 till about 24, we had this illegal drag spot on the south side of Chicago called Doty Road, and we would drive out there with our cars. Some some of our friends had cars that were not street legal, so they had to trailer them. And there was an old industrial road that the factories paid for. They subsidized it, and so it was perfectly paved. And the cars would line up on each side and drag race right in the in the middle of them. And it was very dangerous, but it was very thrilling. And so when this when the first original The Fast and the Furious came out, we finally felt like there was some representation of us in Hollywood. That's actually interesting. Yeah. And then you could relate to that. Absolutely. So I was there opening opening night and I was so excited about it. And when I left the theater, I was very bummed about it. Why? And we can get into that later oh, okay. when, when we, we talk, talk about, about the first the films. film. But, but um, I guess the reason that I kind of kept coming back every film was because I felt represented by it. And there were always things in it that I loved, even if it was cheesy, even if it was stupid, even if it was completely unreal. And, you know, obviously and then they became, you know, the franchise and they became huge and started making hundreds of millions of dollars and then, you know, whatever. But that's that's what started me out on them. That's actually a great response genuinely and um i mean look that's interesting because obviously there's a lot of like you know street punks out there or people who are in that world so they can totally relate to it and here's something i will say and again i can't believe i'm kind of supporting the series but it is the perfect form of escapism yes because that's what movies should be to me i mean the world is crazy enough so it's kind of fun to have like something to go escape to um, but okay, yeah. So, I mean, you're right. So these started in 2000. Um, it was a movie about street racing and hot girls, basically. Right. And has kind of evolved into insane action stunts, family and like heist crime caper. Right. That's kind of what it is now. Exactly. Um, actually, it's crazy. It's 20 years 2000, 2010, 2020. I think the first one was 2001. Yeah, well, 19 years then, if you want to be precise. But that's crazy. Two decades almost. It's it's pretty crazy. Okay, so let's go through all of these nine masterpieces. (laughs) Actually, is it eight? Because nine hasn't come out yet. The trailer just dropped. If you say nine... Then you can include Hobbs and Shaw, which, which is on my list. I don't want to talk about that movie. Okay, well, we're going to. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, you're making me do an entire okay. episode okay. on this franchise. Okay. But um, you're right. So it's eight films in the main series, and then Hobbs and Shaw, and then Fast 9, the trailer just dropped for it a couple of weeks ago. Which looks ridiculous, but we'll get so to that. It looks so stupid, but so amazing I at know. the same time. You'll be in line to watch your opening night, and it will make a billion dollars. Yeah. I, I don't It'll make a billion it. dollars the opening weekend, honestly, That's probably. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, you're right. So 2001, the first film came out, The Fast and The Furious. Correct. Uh, directed by Rob Cohen. Um, and you have Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor. He's this undercover cop. And you have good old Vinny Diesel as Dom Toretto, yeah. who's like the leader of this like heist gang. Right. Um, and then I think Michelle Rodriguez is from the first film as Letty Ortiz. And then his mm-hmm. sister, Jordana Brewster, as Mia Toretto, who I always knew as the hottie from The Faculty. Do you ever see that horror movie? Yeah. The Faculty from the 90s? But wasn't Katie Holmes in that? 
<laughs> no, that's disturbed. Or oh, dis- I could see. There were a bu- after like the '90s horror fanaticism right. of like Scream, and I know what you did last summer. They did one called Disturbing Behavior with Katie Holmes. Right. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's what's interesting. I actually like this film. It's the one film I yeah. own of yeah. the Fast and the Furious franchise that I've watched two or three times. Now I don't love it, but it's the one that I think is okay. Um, you know, it made $207 million on a $30 million budget. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it was a hit, but it was very much in the niche, as you said, of like street racing, this illegal street racing circuit. So it kind of, that was its genre. So are you a fan of the first movie or not really? Well, I can tell you this is after watching the first movie the first time, I was a little bit torn because you know like i said earlier i was very happy to feel represented in you know mainstream culture but i feel like they really missed in a lot of the things they did i feel like a lot of the the stunts and a lot of the things that i feel like a lot of them were not genuine right and that's what kind of irritated me but in present time now going back and watching the films i think it's probably one of my favorites. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but it's definitely my top three. Well, it's so much more grounded than the others. Yeah. And I'm already shocked with this episode because we're actually somehow having like... We're not disagreeing on everything? Well, no, but we're having like a smart conversation about this. (laughs) Who would have thought it was possible? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. You know, Um, and again, I don't want to totally diss it because there are millions of fans out there. But I won't lie. I shit all over these movies. I just think they're so ridiculous. Like, I think I lose brain cells when I watch the trailers, let alone the movies. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was just watching. I don't. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I was just rewatching a few of the later ones, and I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we'll definitely but I guess argue about it's that escape, later on. It's escapism, yeah. So the first film we both actually agree is again. This isn't to me a great film, but it's a decent movie. Let me tell you the things that I really was irritated with when I first watched it. I'm not so irritated with it now because obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but at that time. In the car culture, imports were not really a thing yet. That was like the beginning of making imports fast. Mm. A lot of guys, you know, who came from the hot rod era all drove American muscle cars. And we looked at import drivers as like this funny little sideshow. Nobody really took them serious. What does that mean exactly for like listeners who don't really know what like imports? What is that? Like American muscle, Uh Ford, Chevy, Dodge, you know, and now Tesla, I guess, um, versus like Honda, you know, Mazda, Toyota. So in, you know, the fast franchise, obviously Dominic Toretto, he's the one who always drives American muscle. There's a few times where he's driving imports, but for the most part, he drives American muscle. And Brian, you know, Paul Walker's character, he's always the one who's driving imports. I don't, Mm. I can't recall, but I don't think there's any film where he actually really, for a majority of it, drives an American muscle car. Fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. So, you know, uh, it, it definitely represented the import scene a lot. And I know they tried to do half and half because they didn't want to segregate anybody. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing is the races in them to make them Hollywood just were so dramatic and so long. I remember a quarter mile, which usually takes like, you know, for a normal streetcar, you know, 13 to 15 seconds for they have to drag it fast. out in the film. Yeah. Right? It ends up being a minute long. Right. You know, to show all the drama that happens. And 
funny enough, there's this there's this guy on YouTube, actually, his name is Craig Lieberman, and he was, I think, the stunt coordinator. No, he was the tech advisor on the first two Fast films, and he has a great YouTube channel where he talks about how he built all the cars and everything like that. Some of the cars they actually featured in the film were his personally owned cars, and there was one thing in the in the race, in the beginning race where Dom and Brian and Ja Rule and the Asian guy race, where there's a couple things that happen where one thing is the floorboard flies out randomly mm. and there's a thing on the computer that says danger to manifold like that's the stupidest thing ever right and so those little details were what just really drove me bananas about the film which went totally over my head yeah so i wouldn't have even spotted that and what i did like about the first film was the dynamic of paul walker as the undercover cop and he kind of falls in love with the sister of dom yeah. toretto and i did actually buy the anti-hero of dom toretto and kind of how it ends at the end with them like breaking him out Mm-hmm. which was kind of cool okay yeah. so we both we're okay on that one we don't yeah. have too much to uh spar about on the first film well one thing i will say is the ending i loved it yeah because it's memorable to me correct and and just if you're talking about as a complete like film junkie who like you know is into films it, it wasn't your typical storybook ending it wasn't your typical like oh it's nicely wrapped up with the bow it was a little twist and it kind of left room for something to grow yeah and I really appreciate that. And grow it did. Correct. My God. Okay, good. So we moved to 2003. And when I was going through this, I had no idea who had directed the second film. John Singleton. John fucking Singleton. John Singleton, director of, of uh, Boys, Boys in the, in the Hood, Hood, man. Like yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. And rest in peace. He died last year. I know. A fantastic director. So Too Fast, Too Furious. Um I'm not going to lie. I haven't even seen this movie. Really? I haven't. But here's what's crazy about it. Uh, $230 million on a $70 million budget. It made more than the first one. And um, it's the the one of the films that Vin Diesel isn't in. I guess he bowed out because he was doing Triple X and all those remarkable yeah, movies. Pitch, pitch Black 15. <laughs> Actually, I like the, the I, first I Pitch too. Black. is awesome. The Chronicles of Riddick was not my favorite. No, but we not my jam. Um, but uh, Paul Walker came back. Uh, teaming up with Tyrese Gibson. So this is where Roman gets introduced. Right. Um, and it's like a standalone film where they work together to like take down a criminal and get cleared of like their criminal records because um, Paul Walker's character had just broken out right. uh, Vin from the first movie. Wow, right. I'm actually putting this all together. Yeah. Well, actually, let's rewind. There's a prelude called okay. the, the Turbocharged Prelude for Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> what is that? Basically, it was a three-minute short film that they did, and they put it on the DVD of Too Fast, Too Furious, and it connected what happened between the end of The Fast and the Furious, where uh, he gives Dom the keys to the Supra, and the beginning of Too Fast, Too Furious, where now he's randomly in Miami. Basically, what happens is he gets on the road, and he drives to Miami, has a little adventure, and it, it's, it's, it's cute. Okay, so know? this is for you hardcore junkies. Right. Okay, that's, I didn't know that. So that's how he ends up in Miami. And this is also um, the introduction to Ludacris. Correct. Tej, I Tej, think, is the character. Parker, yes. Who I love Ludacris. Okay, good. So the floor is yours on the second one because I haven't even seen it. Okay, so... Is it good? It's... Okay, so I'm a diehard fan, so it's... I think all of the films are good. So I will watch any of them. I will tell you that I did not rewatch it okay. for, for in preparation for tonight. But um, A, it's because I've seen it about 15 or 20 times. Um, B, also, it's not one of my favorites. It's probably the most Hollywooded hmm. without like the big explosions and the kind of entertainment for everybody. It's still very much centered on street racing. 
and but they Hollywooded it a little bit too much. Right. Mitsubishi was a sponsor, so you know, uh, Roman and Brian's cars were both Mitsubishis, which is ludicrous. No Ludic- pun intended. No <laughs> pun intended. Nice. Um, See what you did there. And it, I feel like the producers in the movie figured that we just had a hit with Fast and the Furious, and a hit meaning we made a lot of money off of it compared to what we spend, and. There's a little bit of hype, so let's try to make a second movie and let's bring in Ludacris. He's a star at the time in in that you know day and age, and he you know made a song for the movie. Hmm. So it's you know two birds with one stone essentially. But seriously, why didn't Vin come back for the second one? I actually don't know. I think he you know thought it was going to be kind of a bust. I don't think that he really considered it was going to be what it was. Well, also you're right. In the early 2000s, he re- like his star was really rising. Yeah. Like everyone knows him, but let's face it, now he is just known as Dom Torello right. primarily for well, this franchise. I mean, he, yeah, he did all those triple X movies. Right. He did a couple other movies. He did, he like, did a Man Apart. A Man Apart, correct. He, and he did a serious courtroom one that wasn't bad. Yeah, I like that Pitch one. Black, I actually really enjoy. And even um, the second Pitch Black? Uh, wasn't that The Chronicles of Riddick? No, I think that was three. Oh, okay. Because then he did another one called Just Riddick years later. I don't know. He did yeah. He did like a bun- Babylon something, AD or something. Yeah. There was, there was a few that he was, I mean, he just, it was like his star broke out and he would just hit movie, 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 movie. I think he was really going to be like a big star. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went back to it. Yeah. Which I mean, let's face it. I mean, he's, but, but joking aside, the whole world will always know him as as Dom Dom Toretto. Toretto. So he is, if anything, he's made an indelible impression with an iconic character, whether you laugh at it or not, it's an iconic character. Yeah, Yeah. We'll get into the, the whole that stuff later but um to basically the second movie you know it was cool it was great i really love tyrese i think bringing him into the franchise was a huge huge success because he's so funny he's so charming and his little jokes that he he throws in there just him being him i just i love them it makes it for me so is he the wisecracker in the second film like he is in the rest of the franchise absolutely Okay, good. Well, we'll move on from that one because I can't really comment on it because I haven't seen it. Anything else you want to say about the second one? I mean, it's it was a little bit dark. Okay. It was a little oh, bit darker, darker than the first I one. I might enjoy yeah. it then. The the villain, I just couldn't... Eva Mendez was played the... She's in customs, the second movie? Yeah, she plays Ooh, a customs agent so and then Brian and her have like a little thing and it just feels a little bit, you know, thirsty to me. It feels too strained to actually be natural and, you know, whatever. But... With that being aside, they did reuse a lot of the cars from the first film. Right. So there wasn't anything really new and fresh aside from the two cars that Mitsubishi lent uh, Mm. the producers. And I just... uh, Roman's car was a Mitsubishi Eclipse, which is not a car that in that generation was used by tuners. It it was a complete farce. Hmm. Wow. You know your stuff. Yeah. All right, man. So we'll move on to 2006, The Faster and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. And this is directed by Justin Lin, who then went on to direct like several of the other films. I think he's directed all of the rest of them, hasn't he? Not all of them, but pretty much all of them, but we'll go through it. Okay. But um, so this actually didn't make that much. This made $158 million on an $80 million budget. Um, and the reason I'm giving uh, box office is because you'll see just how exponentially these films grew in terms of box office. I mean, Again, whether you like them or not, it's impressive. Yeah. Um, I've seen this film three times because my wife, I, God forbid, I've no idea why, the show's producer absolutely loves this film. And she loves Han. She does. Which is, this is the introduction of Han, right? This is. So now, basically, if we're being truthful about it, 
in real life, in real time, this was the third movie. But in actuality, this is the... Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. This so, is the actual, actually the seventh movie. Yeah, or, because... Or, sorry, the sixth movie, I believe. You're right. So there's a different cast in this film. It's Lucas Black as Sean, Sung Kang as, uh, as Han, Vin Diesel does have a cameo. Um, and this is also the film where drifting became a thing right um but you're right it's a different timeline with all future installments of the film until 2000s 2015's furious 7 being set between too fast too furious from 2003 and tokyo drift right so it's kind of a bit of a mind fuck there well i, I will so tell you smart. one thing i will <laughs> tell you one thing that i just rewatched this today mm -hmm. and it surprisingly seems really well together Hmm. with the one that comes before and the one that comes after. When they made oh, this yeah, movie, I'm not sure if they were making it in, keeping in mind that it may go, you know, whatever, or they just did it. And then when they were making the movies around it, they really paid attention to like what that story told and kind of built it around that. But it's pretty good. Well, spoilers, Han dies in this movie, quote unquote. Right. But then, well, actually it's... <laughs> Then it comes back later, but now in the trailer for Fast and the Furious 9, Han is surprise, yeah. Han is alive. And I just literally like two hours ago watched the scene where Han dies. Yeah. And you never see him dead, do you? You never see the body. You do. Oh, you do? Yes. There's like an older, like a 2000 or like a 98 Mercedes S body that, you know, hits it and rolls him over and then you know, Lucas Black, Sean runs up and sees Han in the car upside down, bloody. And then I think maybe four seconds later, it explodes. So I'm really curious to see in Fast 9 how they talk their way out of this. It was a body double, Fossil. Okay. You know, I'm so shocked with how deep we're into this. I thought I would just be laughing at you the whole way. But I love how, and, and look, here's the thing. I got to say this is, uh, you know. Movies are for everyone. Yeah. And that's why I started this podcast. That's why I, I did my website and I do my own movie reviews. Because they how critics just shit all over movies. And like, look, there are good movies and bad movies, but movies for everyone. And I, But I thought I would just be ridiculing and making fun of this. And I will a little bit. I'll try and get yeah, it in no, there. No, I, I wish you would. But I genuinely love how much you like this and how much you know about <laughs> it. It's impressive. Yeah. Well, being a fan of the franchise, I've seen all of the movies at least twice. And the only reason I say twice is because I've only seen Fast, The Fate of the Furious. Um, I've only seen that twice. Okay. Every, and I've seen Fast 7 probably three or four times, but every other movie in the franchise, I've seen probably at least 15 times. Wow. Yeah. All right, man. Well, my hat's off to you if I had one. Okay, good. So for the third film, anything else you want to talk about with that well, one? What do you want to say about it? Because you've seen it and I, well, I want I, you to kind of... I'm not a fan. So it's going to be hard for me to tell you like what I like. and uh, Like I'm not a fan of the, the movie. Like I, did, I didn't care for the main character. I didn't, I didn't like, like him, him at either. all. No. I, I don't think he's a good actor. No disrespect to him. I, I just didn't give a shit about that. Isn't like little Bow Wow or some other yeah. guy in this who I don't care about at yeah, all? Yeah. Han, I guess I liked through my wife because she just loves him and he's always eating snacks and he has a personality and i found the drifting kind of uh interesting yeah but otherwise it was just kind of glossy to me and i like the fact that like like they killed off one of the main characters again supposedly i thought that was different and then vin kind of shows up at the end but no i mean it's not a good movie well let me say this so i don't want to give the producers an excuse but i felt like they were trying to 
really just grab onto something that was popular at the time, which was drifting. That was right. kind of when drifting started to become popular. And they said, okay, well, obviously it would make sense for the next Fast and the Furious movie, which is about drag racing, to now be about drifting. So and actually, real quick, for the non-educated Fast and the Furious fans listening, uh, explain very quickly what drifting actually is. Drifting is basically... They kind of chopped it up in the movie, but drifting is basically like when you do a power slide, which means you have your back wheels either spinning or sliding out from under you while you're doing a turn. Good. I wanted to make sure I, yeah. I did understand. I yeah. had it right. Okay. Yeah. What they did in Tokyo Drift was they married the idea of drifting and racing. And as I'm not really a huge drift fan, and I, I've been to a couple of drift events, but it from to me and what I've noticed is that it's mostly for show there's not really mm. drift racing because drifting it kind of goes against racing racing you want to be planted to the ground you want to take corners at the highest speed possible you don't want to slide because that slows you down right so they kind of would just with the basic sort of idea of the film messed up is it like that by the way like when you go to those races with all those freaking chicks wearing practically no, nothing absolutely not god damn it I See, that would be wanted, a draw <laughs> listen i always dreamt about finding it's just like, a big sausage fest right <laughs> no no there are girls but the girls that are there are not the kind of girls that you like in the they, faster than furious franchise right they the ones in real life they you know dress just like guys yeah and they have just as much grease on their hands as the boys yeah and you know some of them might be lesbian. Some of them like guys, but are not very attractive, honestly. Yeah, and, that's unfortunate, but yeah. it actually makes sense, you know. God so they did them. have to Hollywood it a lot, you yeah, know. Of course, a lot. Yeah. All right, man. Good. Well, look, we'll go on to the next one, 2009. So 2009 was really kind of the rebirth of this franchise. They call it like the soft reboot. Right. And uh, this was... Uh, I like fast... that word, by the way, soft reboot. Yeah, well, well, it makes sense. And this was Fast and Furious. And it is also directed by Justin Lin. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of hype for it. I remember those, even those trailers, me not being a big fan, the, I remember the trailer was a big deal because the original cast returned. It was right. Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. Um, and then do they bring Ludacris and... Tyrese into this one yet? No. I don't think so. It's no. the original. Yeah, it's just, as far as the original cast, it's just Paul Walker, um, Vin Diesel, and uh, Jordana Brewster. I remember that dope-ass trailer because there was this like chase sequence. In the Paul, beginning? Yeah. The running on the, yeah. And that was the trailer, and it was a really, actually a yeah. really good action sequence. Um, kind of reminded me of something like Point Break, that amazing uh, chase sequence. But this is Paul Walker, Brian. He's now an FBI agent. I don't know how he made his way to the FBI. but um, And then he has to work together with Dom to avenge Letty's murder and take down a, a big drug lord because like apparently she's being murdered or something which it seems no one can actually die in this franchise I just no, realized no one can but this one it was an 85 million dollar budget and it made 363 million That's it was the bad. most successful one yeah. so far well I, I just I, I rewatched this um two days ago and when this movie came out I was so excited because I thought deal. yeah I thought the the franchise was dead yeah you know and uh, Vin Diesel went behind the scenes and did some business to kind of regain control of it and kind of make it his way hmm. which I loved and then I heard it was going to be Justin Lin and he's the same guy who directed Tokyo Drift I was really not excited about that honestly right. but as an action movie it's pretty good yeah it's not bad 
it's a bit ludicrous again no pun intended um you know the whole thing with with letty and stuff like that and again yeah it seems no one can actually die well i mean the thing that really bugs me is that now brian's an fbi agent right and i know it's supposed to have been like five or seven years since uh too fast too furious but how do you go from being a local cop on like a very small you know case to now running and becoming you know a wanted man to now all of a sudden becoming an fbi agent like that's never happened in any movie about fbi agents ever in the history of the fast and the furious so i know but but no but to me this is one thing it's just like you just really have to i love how you get you have to swallow it yeah no for sure um but the other thing about letty dying is to me it, it it kind of gives you the idea that actually the characters can die right and the writers aren't scared of you know tearing your heart out as a viewer and do they bring her back in this one or later no okay so they don't she, bring her back think i think until dead. six six okay. is when she comes oh back. wow so you think she's dead right. in four right. okay and i remember that and i like michelle rodriguez a lot actually she was in lost the tv show which i i was obsessed with so i remember really enjoying her no the fourth one is okay i haven't seen it in years the beginning of the fourth one though they do that that gas truck hijacked mm. which is did cgi and it's so terrible it's so oh, bad really? it's terrible but i watched it the other day and i found myself getting so into it like it's really? almost as if i'd watched it for the first time i couldn't believe how into it i was also it's in i think it's in dominican republic and my is that the fourth one the dominican republic or brazil they, or? They, no the fifth one's brazil fifth one's brazil the fourth okay. one's dominican republic that's where they start at least and then it goes back to la but my Got girlfriend's it. from argentina and i've become you know really into the latin culture mm. and the music and the party scene and the you know passion and so i really just anything the passion the passion is yeah. that passion yeah <laughs> i love it and, and so basically that got me going like right away and so yeah it was a good start and then obviously like you said earlier the, the chase scene where they're going through the windows and on the buildings that's very memorable to me like i, I remember that like they did it with like a shake cam kind of like the born franchise i remember that standing i remember even before it's for the film the trailer was cool because it was like that sequence um so so you like the fourth one i don't love it but i remember it being mildly entertaining what i liked about it was that it was a good action movie right i did like that i also liked that they were it was at the time the truest to the car scene you know like the cars that they drove were real cars that people would you know, modify and make into fast cars. And the cars that they claimed were fast were fast. And they didn't have slow cars in real life claiming to be fast. I love that. I didn't love the villain, Braga. Mm. I didn't like the actor. I didn't remember the villain. Yeah, his name's John Ortiz. He's been in a bunch of things. He always plays a Latin guy, which, you know, whatever. But I just didn't love his fake accent because he really puts the accent on. Didn't like it. Um, And the whole thing of, you know, having racers to go through these tunnels to to move, you know, drugs and money. It's just, it's very far-fetched. And then, of course, you know, Dom and Brian in the beginning are enemies. They're not talking to to each other because this is the first time they're seeing each other since he found out he was a cop. Yeah. And then, of course, they inevitably end up becoming best friends again, which I'd I'd love that. It's like it, you know, tugs at my heartstrings. I do like their camaraderie. It's cool. And also, I guess this fourth film is where it really kind of breaks out of the street racing thing, because now it's like crime capers, drug lords and all this stuff, which I guess is that was it was a smart move because it rolled in a much bigger audience and made a lot more money. I mean, they did keep a lot of street racing in. Mm. Um, but it was, 
the first film where kind of it wasn't start. centered. Yeah, right. I think the next one, you're right. Right. Okay, good. Well, that's the that's uh, the fourth one, which was just called what? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Correct. So then in 2011, they did Fast Five. So that's that when they just start coming up with these ingenious movie titles. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to throw in a crack. Yeah, it didn't there. matter at that point. <laughs> yeah, because they, they were really popular or making money. And that's what's funny. They already got cocky and they're only making like three four hundred million dollars look at these films now yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous but um yeah that's 2011 fast five that's also directed by justin lynn and you're right actually this is the film that really marked uh, a real detraction from street racing as right. a theme and more into a heist action movie and that was done intentionally to attract more of an audience i believe so which was very successful um but and- i also like the fact that they still remembered where they came from sure. and they didn't de- detract from it too much well there's apparently only one again i i've seen this movie once like pretty much now i've seen all these movies i think maybe once um there's okay. only one race in this film um but actually here's what's also interesting this is the first film fast five that was actually well reviewed by critics interesting like well, all the films before that even though they were successful apart from tokyo drift um All the other films were like rotten, like they weren't well reviewed. Fast Five was actually critics really enjoyed it as well. It makes Um, sense because it was literally the best one. So you really like Fast Five? This is my favorite one. I've watched this movie probably the most out of any of them, probably upwards of 30 times. Wow. Well, this is the one where A, all the original cast come back, Mm -hmm. you know, know, to organize a heist. And then this introduced, obviously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Hobbs, who was a lot of fun. And it also introduced that I had no idea she was in these. And now I remember Gal Gadot mm-hmm. as the Mossad agent uh, Giselle, who's yeah, now, now freaking Wonder Woman. Now, she was in the in Fast and Furious. She played... Um, oh, she's in four as well? Yes. She was introduced as this, and this is one of my beefs with that movie, is that she was like this supermodel-looking woman who was also a Mossad agent, but now she worked for a drug cartel, but was friends with Dominic Toretto and didn't really believe in what her boss was selling and so of course fast five she's now part of the team obviously right and she was a bigger part of this so this made 626 million dollars on a 125 million budget so now they were just throwing money at these but it worked it It worked yeah Um, and i think in this one the i think in fast five um they destroyed the most cars right out of any of the films i believe except for i think fast six they destroyed more but fast five they destroyed a lot of cars this this film's just crazy. It's, it's insane. Like ridiculous, it's insane. but I do remember it being entertaining. I'll let you talk about it a bit because, well, again, I'm not a huge fan of these, though you're bringing up my like for them see? a little bit more. Just talking to someone who truly is a fan, it's, you know, it's infectious. So, like, let, let me say this. the In re-watching these films recently, there's a couple of things that I noticed that I didn't hadn't really noticed before. One was that the end of Fast 4 shows Dominic Toretto you know, getting sentenced 25 years to life for Mm. all the crimes he's committed in the entire franchise and probably some before that. And it ends with three cars showing up and then the movie ends. That's it. Oh, that's right. He's getting broken, broken out. But we don't know. We we think it's going to happen. Right. And I think it's, you know, a nod to the original opening of the fast and the furious because the original opening scene was three Hondas they're about to jack the truck. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, a nod to that. And so 
in Fast Five opens, it literally picks up at that exact moment where Fast Four ends. It mm-hmm. wasn't like we have to pretend that something something happened. It and fills they show in the blanks. Yeah, and they show the heist. They open the movie with them breaking him out, and it was an insane su- stunt scene sequence. And that was Brian breaking him out, right? It was Brian, Mia, and um, well, Ludacris. No, Tyrese, Han. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was Han. Oh, okay. It was Brian, Mia, and Han, I believe. Okay. okay. And. I I thought it w- the, that initial breakout where they crash, where Mia turns around and drives straight at the bus, and then Brian stops and the and uses that as a ramp to get the bus rolling. I just thought that that was insane because I mean, what year was this? Which one are we talking about? Fast, Fast Five. Fast Five is two thousand eleven. Okay, so I'm sure like CGI was not up to where it is right. now, and That's it wasn't true. a prominent thing. So they're still doing real life stunts. Right. Did I they do practical stunts in these films? I yes. think so, right? Yes. I don't know if that if I mean, whole now thing I was don't a practical know, stunt. Because now but... freaking Lamborghinis like go across skyscrapers. Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah. But I think this one was a real one, and that really was just insane. I remember that. That was a cool whole stunt, the breakout. Yeah. I mean, everything about this movie was amazing. You know, the, the one thing that I didn't like was it was kind of like a yes and. Yes right. and. This happened. Okay, and what next? Yes and this. And so they start trying to do this, and then they're doing this, and... And then they end up, you know, robbing the vault from the police station, which also that chase scene was probably one of the best ones in the entire franchise. Right. Probably the best one, honestly. Mm. Um, that was the only thing I didn't like in the movie. I loved all the, how the characters, you know, go back and forth and, you know, that sort of thing. Cool. All right. Well, that's Fast Five. Then we go to 2013. So now they're knocking out these films literally every year or two. Right. They're just so popular. They're just like, screw it. You know, throw money at them. And audiences are just flocking to them. So not me, but millions of others. Yeah. Um, it will be, you'll you'll go see Fast 9 in the theater after after tonight. Yeah, you'll see it. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see it together. Okay. Well, we'll get there. All right. So 2013, Fast and Furious 6 also directed by Justin Ling. And this was a a $200 million budget. That's crazy. That's like the Marvel movies. But it made $788 million. Now these films are just batshit crazy. Now they're like spy, adventure-themed, crazy films. But again, this film was well-reviewed. Critics enjoyed it. Because I think that's what they expected. It was like Mission Impossible on crack or something. Um, And you had... Gal Gadot back. You had obviously Agent uh, Hobbs. You have the whole original cast. Luke Evans as Owen Shaw, the baddie, who I did like. I thought he was a good baddie. Um, and then the, oh, and this is where the end credit scene shows Han's death and introduces uh, Jason Statham as right. Deckard Shaw, right? The right. brother. Right. So um, is does Letty come back in this one? So first yes she's a bad she's like the girlfriend of owen shaw right damn how do i remember this i don't know that that was good um let me go back and say one thing okay. about fast five mm-hmm. hopefully in editing we it was can... on a roll then i no, know no, 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 it's okay go back no it's just that we forgot to introduce um the rock in fast five no i did oh you did dwayne the rock johnson well, i didn't Absolutely. say anything about that that's like one of my the rock being part of fast five was literally the icing on the cake yeah because he literally like in the 80s, you know, all the action movies was Arnie, man. was Arnold. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, Stallone did some and there was a couple other guys, but like every movie was Arnold. And in every movie, he had the cheesiest, but also most badass lines. And they were they just they're iconic. And so yeah. I feel like in this movie, The Rock kind of c- cements himself as like taking over from Arnie. So we'll, we'll go on a little tangent about The Rock. 
I actually really enjoy Dwayne Johnson. Oh. I think he's charming as fuck, and I like him. Uh, many people compare him to the new Arnie, and I get it. To me, he hasn't got anything on Arnie. But no, that, not even close. But, but that's not because he's not charismatic. He actually is. Because let's face it, everyone knows Arnie isn't a good actor either. Right. Uh, if anything, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is probably a better actor. Well, but, he... here, but hold on, here's the thing. Arnie has chosen really good movies. He did. He's made classic movies. But I don't the think Rock there was anybody makes... before Arnie. He kind no, of made no, his oh, own No, no, you're right. But what thing. I mean is Terminator, Terminator right. 2. Predator. Um, Predator. Commando. Um, right, Commando. <laughs> I love that you love said Commando because I love it. I love but Commando. that's not really an esteemed film. But like Total Recall. Total Recall, yes. Predator. Uh, Predator. You know, he's made... Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but he's made movies. Okay. So he, I love every movie Arnie has ever made. Yeah. But he's made probably at least six or seven films that are truly considered classics. Yeah. There are actually really well-reviewed films. Yes. I love that you said Commando and Kindergarten Cup. It's not the tumor. It's not the tumor. Okay, so iconic Arnold line yeah. is when he finally figures out Sharon Stone. Arnold line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he finally figures out Sharon Stone. Consider it a divorce. Consider it a divorce. I know all of his lines. Yes. Yeah. yes, and so my favorite line from Fast Five when um, – when the rock, you know, he, he gets off the plane and he says, first of all, you know, to the chief of police in Brazil, I need a translator. He needs to be this person. He argues with them. Why does he need to be that person? And he says, I like her smile. And then he says, OK, what's number two? And he turns around and says, stay the fuck out of my way. And I just <laughs> I paused it and I just laughed so hard because it was so Arnold-esque, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you know, a tear down from Arnie. But, right. you know, he's trying to emulate him, which I no, love. But again, he is charming. I actually really enjoy him. I just think he need, he makes fun movies. Like these Jumanji films. I've seen both of them oh my in the God, theater. They're, great. they're, they're actually fantastic. fun. They're so you good. know, and he did a film like called like Faster or like random little films that I actually enjoy or The Rundown, the you rundown, know? Yeah. Like he's done movies I that like. That was old school rock though. Yeah. That was before he was a superstar. But what I mean is he needs to do some truly epic films like Total Recall, yeah. like Terminator 2, like Predator, which truly are in their own right fantastic I really film. I really wish he would I saw San Andreas I you know it was yeah, a popcorn San movie Andreas. it was fine nobody's gonna remember that movie I remember that movie and I enjoyed San Andreas I remember miming lines he would say next what do we do now and then I turned to my wife and I said now we rebuild and he said exactly no. that oh, my, oh god. my god I was like oh this is so lame but I enjoyed it and he did that other one Rampage with the big monkey I enjoyed that I watched it I enjoyed no, it I liked you know it. Rampage was based off of a video uh, yeah, game yeah right? I know okay. well, he I, was, did I love that Doom as well which is terrible. terrible terrible he did Be Cool the sequel to Get Shorty okay, where so, he's like a gay bouncer so that he's was, really good in that okay I know but here's the thing though <laughs> This is what I was going to say when you said that he's actually a pretty good actor. When he did Be Cool, he was not a good actor at all. I like him he in was, that movie. He was Arnold-level actor. And I think after he did that movie, he went and did acting lessons and got a private coach. Right. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't heard this. And I have, don't have any you know inside data. But I think he did that because after that, his acting actually got a lot better. Right. You know, and then when you get to the fast franchise, you know, he really sticks his character, which is, you know, just second nature for him. Right. His character, Hobbs, it's not really hard to act, but he's just he is. He's he is easy. Hobbs. Yeah, he That's is Hobbs. Thing. He's easy to root for and he's very charismatic. So I, I enjoy him a lot. And you're right. I mean, he he was a, a great boost right. to the franchise for sure. In this in the fifth film, when they're in Brazil 
At one point, Hobbs has all of them cuffed in the back. They get ambushed by Reyes. Vin Diesel has, you know, Paul Walker, Dom, all those guys in his custody. And they're driving through the streets of Brazil and they get ambushed by Reyes' guys. Who's Reyes? Reyes is the bad guy in Fast Five. Fast Five, okay. Uh, he's the Brazilian guy. And he's the one who they end up stealing the $100 million from. And so what happens is, you know, Dom and Paul Walker basically save him and kill all the bad guys. And then, you know, Hobbs is torn. You know, he says, I'm going to ride with you on this one because, you know, I feel like I need to. And then at the end of the movie, he basically says, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to let you go. It's not, I'm not built that way. But the way I see it, you've earned 24 hours. Right. So that gives him a head stop. Right. And that, I, I love that about him because I feel like if I knew that guy in real life, that's who he would be. Yeah. And you said it perfectly. He is Hobbs. He is Hobbs. Like he is Hobbs. It's the easiest role to play, but he does it just fine. Okay. So let's jump back to uh, Fast, Fast and the Furious 6. So the way Tell me Fast... about what you like about this film. So the way Fast 5 ends is they end up in some beach town, mm. you know, and they're settled. They've gotten away. Yeah. Don't they retire at the end they of retire. every movie? <laughs> well, no, well, no, not every movie, but in this movie, they did retire. And One last heist. <laughs> well, what happened was, okay, now Next you're taking year, the piss. Now another we're going to start heist. Hey, I have to, I surprisingly have been very good. You have. I thought I was just going to be shitting on this nonstop, <laughs> but I've actually genuinely been having an intellectual conversation with you about the Fast and Furious well, franchise. That ends now. And this is where the arguing begins. No, go for it. No, but in the middle of Fast Five, they steal the police cars and Brian ends up beating Dom. And Tyree says, he he did he let you win and so brian has this chip on his shoulder like well maybe i didn't really win you know they pull off the bank heist they get the money at the end they're retired and he looks at the two cars and of course there's a skyline and a charger and he says to dom he says i want another shot and that's the end of the movie right. So now fast six opens boom they're racing on the countryside of probably france hmm. it looks like uh it doesn't look like you know a south american beach town but they're racing and that's how the movie opens up and i just love how they do that between these three films. That's cool. Yeah, no, that is cool. Okay, so, so then of course Hobbs comes in and yeah. says, "Hey, I got something for you." And I just right. the beginning of the film and how they set it up was perfect. Like right. I, I can't. I was watching it yesterday and I just, I just said it was perfect. I mean, Hobbs shows up and Vin says, "You know, you can't arrest me because there's no extradition." And he says, "I'm not here to arrest you. I'm here to recruit you." And then you know his Brazilian girlfriend, who was a cop in Brazil, comes out with a gun and says, "Don't worry, I'm not here to arrest him. I'm here to recruit him." And in fact by the end of this, he'll be begging me to come. Hmm. And he hands him the pictures of Letty and he says, I'll see you outside. So this is fast six fast when she six. comes back. Right. And right. So now she is like the girlfriend of Owen Shaw. Letty played, is. Well, we don't find that. Luke Evans, right. Right. We don't find that out till later. Basically, we get she's got like to... amnesia or something, right? She yeah. can't remember anything. Which is viable. I mean. She got shot in the head, I think, right? Or something. They don't, they don't. No, How they do don't. I know they know this? Listen, they don't. They don't reveal what happens to her until way, way later in the okay. movie. Okay. But what happens is she doesn't get shot. She gets shot at and the car blows up and she gets, you know, thrown a hundred feet. Hmm. And apparently Shaw finds, you know, goes back to make sure she's dead and finds her in the hospital and finds out she doesn't remember anything. So says, okay, I'm going to use it to my advantage. Right. And to me, that's a really good villain. Right. I thought Shaw was the best villain, the smartest guy. He was very smart. He wasn't just, you know wielding his cock like look at me i he like wasn't, luke Evans. yeah cool. he wasn't doing you know big bad stuff just to do big bad stuff he had a mission he was focused and he said his you know he reiterated this a couple of times in the film his character did you know his code was precision hmm. um but going back to letty 
you know, they have, you know, Dom obviously just wants to find out if she's still alive. There's that small chance. Hmm. And so that begins the film. And Six is the one with the big thing on the airplane as well, right? Correct. The 29-minute so Han... scene on the runway. And this is where Gal Gadot dies then. Right. Giselle. Because right. she was like an item with Han. Right. Well, somehow. this is when we first kind happened. of... The end of Fast Five, when they're showing where everybody goes after they have their $11 million. It they shows, go off together. Right. Her and Han together driving through on the autobahn you know kissing hmm. and then of course the whole entire movie they're like mm, kissy kissy whatever smooshy, smooshy. it was great but i also i also love that they made her a, like a real driver and gave her a part other than like han's girlfriend i right. love that too because she is in this film a badass i didn't right. like her in wonder woman you didn't, didn't like i didn't like wonder woman See, at all. i love her in wonder i woman. absolutely hated wonder woman wow. i fell asleep um three times but sexist it's not true i just I didn't know, i didn't I know, buy it i know i know um I just want to say a couple of things that I did not like about this movie. Fast I, Six. Fa fast Six. I hated Gina Carano. She's in Fast Six? I hated her. I love her, but I don't she's know not a she good is. actress. I don't know who she is. She's I've never... like this wrestling lady. I hate her. She's in The Mandalorian. I don't like Why her at all. I just hate her. her. <laughs> After this movie, I hate her. I would never want to speak to her in real life. Uh, she has the personality of a nickel. I, I just, I can't stand mm. her. Um, she did this film called Haywire like 10 years ago. You ever saw that? Uh, if like she's in it, movie. I will never watch it. No, she's the star of it. I will never watch it now. Thanks for, I will but look she, out for And it. she's in Deadpool, remember? But she is a bad actress. She's terrible. Yeah. And every Gosh. line in this movie is like an Arnold Schwarzenegger line that she's like reading off the page. It's so bad. Um, Which is the one Ronda Rousey's in? That's seven. 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 That's okay. seven. With, uh, I'm skipping. So, um, so I hated that about it. Um, I love this, that you're freely just saying the things you hate. I, I'm Go sorry. Go for it, man. Um, no, it's There's good. only a couple of things. I hated, I absolutely hated how it was like perfect timing that her and Michelle Rodriguez fought and she pretty much beat the crap out of Michelle Rodriguez. And then Michelle Rodriguez back, goes back to Shaw and then she goes back to Hobbs. And then at some point when Hobbs is arresting Shaw and Shaw says, oh, by the way, we've kidnapped Mia and your baby, uh, you know, you have to let me go. And so, okay, of course, fine. You know, that's that's okay. I'm okay with that. And then as he's walking out, he turns around and says, you coming, babe? And the camera goes <laughs> to, you know, Michelle Rodriguez. Right. She looks at him like, no. And then Gina Carano goes, yeah. And then, you know, The Rock looks at him like, I can't believe this. And I'm just like, are you serious? Oh, because of the twist. They're both, like, they're both switching sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was so glad to see her go because I hated her and I just wanted to see them kill her. Wow. You have it in for Gina Sorry. Carano. <laughs> And I, and honestly, I rewatched it two days ago, and I didn't even realize how much I hated her <laughs> until I rewatched it again. And my hate, you know, triple. We get her. it. Do not like Gina Carano. Sorry, Gina Carano. <laughs> I did love in the I hope beginning. She doesn't her, listen to this. I hope she doesn't. And, and if she does, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, uh, you know, after you know, The Rock beats the crap out of that really big English dude. She says, "Let's go get Owen Shaw." This is my favorite line in the movie. The Rock says. Woman, you don't just go and pick up Owen Shaw like groceries. You need wolves to catch wolves. Let's go hunting. And then it, so it begins where he's going to go pick up, you know, the You're boys. so into this. The I boys. Love it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Such a twat. Sorry. I love it. No, don't be sorry. So really, those are the things that I, I think hated. Um, the one thing that I didn't love, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, was that Ludacris went and bought all those cars. I mean, I love the scene where he just makes the auctioneer just 
eat crow and just right. look like an idiot. But then he takes the cars and they go and they battle a tank and all the cars get destroyed. And it just hurt me so bad to see those cars. I mean, those were like all priceless cars mm. just get destroyed. All of them. Well, now they're just destroying these things like mince meat. And there's I'm, so I'm, much money in these. Well, guns. I'm hoping that those were replicas and there mm. weren't real cars that they were destroying because like there was a super bird, which is like, I, I don't, I, they have to be upwards of like a hundred or $200,000. That's crazy. There was an old skyline that Brian was driving. There was a, the Mustang, the Mach one, or maybe it was a boss that Tyrese was driving all got shredded. Wow. You know, the other thing that I have to say that kind of bugged me was the whole, you know, Dom jumping in midair and catching Letty and then landing. People on. love that sequence. I, okay. I love it, but it's just so unbelievable. It's it tells so us, cheesy. it tells us right now that, okay, we have to suspend all of our beliefs. Oh, yeah. I lost while brain watching cells one of, watching yeah, that. Yeah. But people it is really love awesome that. Though. People it, love it. I did love it. I did love it. I did love it. He's got this huge it, grin on it his face. It just bugs me though. It just, there were, they no, didn't have any ridiculous. scratches. I mean, I think he had a cut on his forehead. It's ridiculous. Okay, man. Uh, uh, do you feel good enough on six? Well, Let's I will move say on one more thing. Seven. I will say one more thing about <laughs> Owen Shaw's car that they built. That little, Ooh, that his little, car was that little, freaking cool. It was awesome. It, it was very fitting for him because he didn't need to have a flashy car. He, right. it, he needed it specifically for purpose and exactly what it did. It, he ramped cars off of it. He drove it precision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I loved it. Yeah, his and, car was dope. And I loved it at the. Okay, we need we we before we move on, we need to talk about the twenty nine minute runway scene. Okay, which we have to. which we I have do to. remember. We have to. It was pretty pretty cool. So tell me, so you liked it or you hated it? No, no, I liked it. It's one of the. Th- I mean, look again. I I don't. I'm not. Fa- I'm not a fan of these movies, you know. But again, I already respect so much how you're into it that now I kind of don't want to just shit all over them just no, for the sake of shitting all I over want them. You to. So look, the the thing that makes me not take these films seriously at all and kind of not enjoy them is just how dumb they are. You know, now, I can't define deny dumb, define dumb because wet, Vin Diesel flying in the air and catching Letty fucking helicopters and tanks and things flipping around. Or I mean, in fast seven, which actually is the one I think I've seen a few times, mm-hmm. which we'll get to for very emotional reasons. Right. You know, I mean, when they, when he drives the fucking Lamborghini, from one skyscraper through to no, another. Was, excuse just me, like, excuse me. It was a Lycan Hypersport. Oh, sorry. Please correct it me. It was a Lycan Hypersport. You know, and when, when they're just flipping cables, like, to different <laughs> things, it's just, they know what they're doing. Like, Mission Impossible, A, it's Mission Impossible. Right. And B, Tom Cruise actually does those things. As right. crazy as they are, he's right. actually doing them. In this film, it's just ridiculous. And then all the hot chicks and stuff. And I had a sneaky suspicion it's not really like that in real life. You know, wearing practically nothing and all the the flash and stuff. If you want to, sidebar, if you want to see what street racing is really like in real life, um, there's on Vice on YouTube, they have a series where they go to different cities. There's one, I think, in Miami where they do like a sideshow thing or Atlanta. And then they have one in, in Canada. But they there there's a couple episodes that you can watch like five minutes long and they show street racing. Well, the funny thing is, I live in the valley and they do illegal street racing very close. We actually hear it at night sometimes. I love that. Yeah, I would love to go and just nearby. watch and film. It, it um, actually sounds scary. <laughs> no, the other thing there's a there's a series on YouTube called I think it's called the Fastest Car or the okay. Fastest, and they have like five or six episodes where they put four cars, three cars 
against a supercar. Three cars where guys, you know, wrenched themselves and built them. And a lot of them look like dog crap. And, the, you know, then they battle a supercar, a Lamborghini, a McLaren, things like that. The people who drive those cars, the people who are in the garages, those that's how street racers are in real life. All right. Well, look, somehow you've got us talking about Fast and Furious for over an hour. So, Hell yeah. you know, because I love you, we're going to keep going. But first of all, uh, let's wrap up six. Tell okay. me about the uh, runway sequence, what you love about it. So, well, let me tell you what I hate about it. There's only <laughs> That's one thing. okay with me. I hate that it's so unreal. Yeah, I mean, it's so unreal. It's just you, that's where I suspend it. And oh, and you asked me again, like, so yeah, Letty dying and then coming back, and you know, and then what kind of like the plots are just so ridiculous. At some point, you have to. There has to be a line, right? You know, to me, going into the they Fast and Furious, shredded the line into a million. I pieces. know, and that's what I don't like about this yeah. scene because of two things. One, uh, you know, a couple of those cars may have been able to speed up to the point of that jet. And let's say they had the longest runway in the world and times that by about 10. There may have been enough runway to do that scene. Brian drives a car off. They do like a whole thing. He flips the girl in her little kit car and then drives back and catches up with the plane. Impossible. Right. Okay. That was the only thing I hated about it. But everything else I loved. At one point, Brian's fighting Owen Shaw and Dom's fighting another guy. And then it switches up where the really, really big guy fights the rock. Right. And then Vin Diesel comes in and fights Owen Shaw. And then Paul Walker takes Mia and saves her. And I just love that scene because who doesn't love seeing two monstrous bodies just throwing each other around yeah, and fighting? I it's love entertaining. That. I love for that. Sure. Um, I also loved that they killed Gina Carano's character. They kicked her off of the moving jet. Oh, I right, love right, that. Right. That was amazing to and me. And then Gal Gadot dies in this. That one. was really yeah. sad. Um, but I think what happened was I, I watched it yesterday. Gal Gadot disappears into blackness, so mm. they could theoretically bring her back. Which they well now she's Wonder Woman. She didn't so die. I think she's she didn't fine. die. <laughs> well, knowing this die. franchise, I bet right. you that's the case. And there was Land Rovers and Range Hans Rovers, back. and you know, uh, you know, Subaru WRX. Yeah, he's gonna ride off can, into the sunset you know, and a fucking yeah. unicorn yeah. with freaking Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Okay, good. So the I want to move on to seven. So Let's the, go to but seven. the last thing we should talk about because the end of six and the after credits is Jason Statham, right? Right. So they bring back. They they cut to Han's upside down RX seven, which by the way is my from Tokyo Drift from Tokyo Drift, but which by the way is my favorite car of the entire really of the entire I, I don't franchise. Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's kind of cheesy, and he says Dominic Toretto, this is Deckard Shaw, <laughs> you know, and I just thought, oh my god, man, and when I saw it, I was so freaking excited. You're gonna know who I am. <laughs> I just it, I was so excited because you know at the end of every movie I just I, I just I wish the next one was available at that moment you know yeah. um, but rewatching it later I was kind of like this is this is cheesy this yeah. is even pushing it further yeah okay so 2015 we're going to move to Furious 7 so this film isn't directed by Justin Lin it's directed by James Wan and uh, so the cast are now all living normal lives like all the characters back in L.A. Um, you know, after and that was the, the thing about the sixth movie is as, as as a result of capturing Owen Shaw, they were gifted. They're given you know, amnesty. Amnesty. Exactly. So now, of course, they're back in L.A. Right. So Jason Statham is now Deckard Shore is the big bad. See, this is why it's so ludicrous, because now fucking Deckard Shore is like a big good guy. It's just so dumb. But anyway, um, this is an introduction of Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody. Which who, I hate. I hate. I it's love absolutely ridiculous. Kurt no. Russell, How but he's you? ridiculous in this. No, I agree. He's okay. ridiculous. Okay. But these films are 
so popular now that they bring in these huge I, names. And I hate it. I, I know. Just, that's what ruins it for me. That's why I've only seen seven. Well, that's one of the reasons why yeah. I've only seen seven a couple of times. And this is the first movie set in the timeline after Tokyo Drift. Right. Um, okay, so this film was an absolute juggernaut at the box office for, I guess, good reasons, but mostly really for very sad reasons. It mm -hmm. made $1.5 on a hundred ninety uh, million budget, um, and it this film completed in the movie the storyline for Brian right. um, retiring with with Mia and with his baby, but in real life it was a tragedy. Paul Walker died. Right? How did he die again? It was he was driving right, like so speeding. Let's rewind a little bit. So they were about I think a month or a month and a half. Oh, they into were already filming. in filming, right? Yeah. And so they had done some scenes. I'm not sure what scenes they had done I, I think i looked it up at the time but i can't recall at this moment maybe a third and of the movie not a lot it wasn't even a third yeah it was maybe a, like a fifth uh brian or not brian paul walker you know was at a charity event in santa clarita which is just you know about 20 25 minutes north of of here in the valley and he got into a car with a friend of his and it was it's a car called a porsche carrera gt that i think they only made for one or two years they made a very limited number they were four hundred thousand dollars they were not intended for the general public and years after that car came out they were basically acknowledged to be a death trap hmm. for various reasons some of them were exploding some of them were this some of them were that they were very fast cars but they were speeding right Yes, they were very fast cars. Now, I've been to the road. I've been to the exact spot where Paul Walker died. Really? I had to go. Oh, because this hit you, yes. right? Like you loved Paul this, Walker. When I found out Paul Walker died, I think that was, at that time, hit me the hardest as far as celebrity death. Celebrity deaths. Yeah, that's crazy. Because my friend texted me, Paul Walker, he's gone. And I was like, what? And, you know, I opened up Twitter and I started panicking. And I mm. thought, this is a hoax. There's no way... You know, and I didn't even think about the movies. I just thought about him and just what a good dude he yeah, was. Daughter, and his, you know, and, everything, yeah. you know. And obviously, you know, the media pours it on and, you know, but it, it took me a couple of days, probably about four or five days to actually get over the just, you know, it, it felt like a family member had died, you know. Yeah. No, I was sad, but I had yeah. friends who it really hit much harder. Yeah. And then, of course, you see like Vin Diesel. You know, and those guys go on social media right. and, you know, they're they knew him personally and they're Tyrese crying. Tyrese was crying and his that makes eyes me cry. out. When I see yeah. another grown man cry, I cry yeah. automatically, especially a grown man who I think is like a manly man. I just automatically right. cry. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was really bad. And so then they had suspended the movie and they didn't know what they were going to do. And after about, I think, two months, they recouped and said, OK, we need to do this as a tribute to Brian. You know, and they called his two brothers and said, hey, we need you to stand in his body doubles. And they figured out a way, I believe, to CGI Paul's face. Which is onto. brilliantly done because you don't notice it. Right. One of his brothers is a spitting image of him. Mm. Obviously, he's a little bit less handsome because Paul Walker looks like a freaking star. Right. And his brother looks like just a really handsome normal guy. And so I think they were able to stitch his face on top of his brother's face. Yeah. The scene at the end where they part ways mm. is his brother. It's not him. Oh, wow. It's yeah. his brother. And we'll talk about that because I, so Fast 7, I saw in the theater. So did I. I saw uh, all I of think, them in the theater. And I, and I didn't though at all. Okay. But I went with a big group of people because um, several of them were big fans of the franchise and specifically of Paul Walker. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was curious enough. I saw how much, you know, there was so much hype over that movie. And the song from that movie was like gigantic. I um, couldn't listen to that song. Without I, crying. I have that song. I No, it was very moving. And yeah. who is it? It's uh, Wiz, Wiz Khalifa, Khalifa and Charlie and Puth. Charlie Puth. And it's actually a great song. It's fantastic. Um, it's probably the best. 
I really love Too Fast, Too Furious by Ludacris. Right. I actually really love the original Jaw Rule Fast and Furious song. Um, but I think this was the best actual song that was made for the movies. Right. So Seven, Fast and the Furious Seven, it, it, this is an interesting film. So I saw it in the theater. I mean, the audience was loving it. It was packed out. Everyone was having the time of their life. My eyeballs were rolling to the back of my head for most of that mm-hmm. film. Yeah. I mean, I was losing a brain cell almost every scene. I did like The Rock in it. He was pretty badass. Jason Statham is pretty kind of well, badass in it. The thing is, is in the beginning, The Rock gets his leg broken. Right. By Jason Statham, right? right. So I that, love that, that opening that badass scene. Badass fight scene. That was great, you know, to see that, like, you know, in the history of the Fast and the Furious, like, who's a good fighter? Like, you know, Vin Diesel's obviously a good fighter. He fought The Rock. He beat The Rock. He also fought The Rock and lost. The Rock has fought big dudes and beat them. He's also gotten beat up. But now we have this little guy, Jason Statham, who's just beating the crap well, out of the Well, he's like rock. a ninjutsu he master, is. that he guy. Is. You know that. Like, he's like, have you seen the Transporter series? Yes, like, of course. In real life, he's like fucking no like, totally talented totally i don't deny that but it's but just not it's a great just, act <laughs> it's just great to see like they didn't have to find a, an absolute monster huge guy no, 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 I to agree. beat the crap out of the rock that stood out for me um and it was cool and i liked like paul walker uh brian's character is retired and it's showing him at the car and you think like he's about to win the race but actually he's like trying to park the car in the school to right. pick up the kid yeah that was kind of cool um but this film it was just it was very disjointed like there were parts i like but then then the ronda rousey is in this one mm-hmm. uh, natalie emmanuel comes in she's like the hacker that they're trying to save she's um, in this film yeah i forgot her name uh ramsey ramsey right. um but she's from game of thrones so let um, me just let Melisandre. me say a couple things just i cannot hate this movie even though i hate this movie right. because you know, we're on an alternate timeline where Paul Walker is no longer with us. Right. If Paul, had Paul Walker been with us, every fr- movie after this would have been better right. than the movie before. Mm-hmm. I think if Paul Walker was in this mo- movie himself, this would have been the best one. And then Fate of the Furious would have been even better. But and I then wonder Fast Nine if it would have been the best. You I know, know this like, is kind of macabre, but I wonder if it would have. I mean, look, they were getting more and more successful. No, but don't look, say it wouldn't it, have survived. It, well, no, I'm just wondering if it would have been this big, unfortunately. Like, it's like The Dark Knight. You know, unfortunately, Heath Ledger dying right. did kind of propel it to the next level as well, it's true. where it, it made over a billion. But then the next one did as well. So well, I well, don't know. It's I know it's a bit dark to talk about that, but I'll it makes sa- you wonder. I'll say this for sure, is that Paul Walker in real life dying, um, unfortunately, let but also forced the franchise to take a different direction. Right. And it put everyone's attention on it. Yeah. Paul Walker was the bright, shining star and the you know cool kid and just the you know the really you know carefree guy in the in the right. in the movies who who kept it level you know Vin Diesel's very serious he's very family and all that stuff he's you just know? him yeah but, you know and now Paul Walker's gone now they're they, you see what they did with Fate of the Furious it was very dark right very dark um, but I had to watch this movie with you know a grain of salt because I didn't know how good the CGI was going to be. I didn't know. I was waiting for, for to look and go, okay, that's not Paul Walker. That's his brother. Um, and that never happened because they did a good job on it. But the thing that just, just bugged me more so than anything was majority of the stunts aside from the driving, you know, building to building, Paul was so not bad. in the main sequence right. of a lot of the scenes. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, support and in none of the movies, he was in, in the center of every stunt every action sequence in all of the movies before this and it kind of detra- you know obviously what we're gonna do he wasn't around anymore yeah but. i mean again the truth is is when i think about fast and furious 7 to me it's it's 
this is a god awful movie and this is a film where i really am losing brain cells what redeems this film is i think the the the, the end sequence was very beautifully done. It was, it, yeah. And, it and, made me choke up and in, I have in, watched, in a theater. I haven't done that ever. Right, and I, especially movie. in a Fast and Furious film. And yeah. I have watched that a few times. Um, the fact that they made a cool decision to not kill off the character in the franchise, but the way... I was um, really worried about that, by the way. The way Dom and... Um, and it's funny that I'm getting emotional talking about a franchise I hate, but the way that Dom and Brian drive and then it turns into a fork mm-hmm. and it, they look at each other and he smiles and you're mm-hmm. saying that's his brother because I know that was CGI and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, it looks just like him. It's his brother. And then they drive off mm-hmm. away. Was beautifully done. It was. Like it was. that sequence, I really enjoy. And I'll always remember this film because of that mm-hmm. but when i look back other than like the rock being pretty cool and some of those fight sequences it, it was actually to me the most over the top dumbest one yeah but the it had whole, such the submarine, a great the submarine oh my god yeah see they've, see they've literally been talking about fast and furious in space they're joking about it they will do they it they will do it they will they do it. will so the so in case <laughs> nobody has guessed this yet every successive fast and the furious movie has to be by definition bigger and crazier and more unbelievable than the previous they it just will has to go be. to space they can't People do the next one they would go to space in nine but no now it's dom toretto's brother long yeah, lost which, brother we're going to talk about that yeah. don't even get me started about that right now but um i love the you know the lichen scene where they have to drive you know from building to building i love that i love that they did that it was crazy who you know just the cre- you have to admit the creativity and how they're going to make it bigger and better is pretty insane. Don't like somebody try had and to sit there. It, Listen, friend. somebody had to sit there and come up with these ideas and go, it's the least stupidest idea. It's like the Gremlins 2 sketch. Have you ever heard of that? No. The Gremlins 2, Jordan and uh, Key and Peele, the sketch. Have you ever seen Gremlins 2? No. Okay, well, Gremlins 2 has like a, a female gremlin, a scientist oh, gremlin, I a this. smart gremlin, a Maybe spider gremlin, yeah. a vampire gremlin. So there's a whole sketch taking the piss about, you know, all of these like writers in the writer's room just all high on ecstasy. Like, <laughs> you know what? We're going to put that in the movie. We're going to put that in the movie. And all of those things are actually in the film. All right, look, we are way over okay. time. Let's, this let's, is ridiculous. So let's we're going to roll moving. on. But this has actually been a lot more entertaining than I thought. And not just the, in a way of me just crapping on it, but we're, I think for the Fast and Furious, lovers and fans which there are tons of you out there this is for you too because fuzzle you're I'm making a, a pretty good case huh? yeah i know you're doing a great job and you're a genuine fan i mean you have a lot of passion Passion, okay. yes yeah passion La okay passion. good so let's go on to the next one so okay. yeah so uh, uh, fast seven was an event it was and uh, unfortunately a lot of it did have to do with uh, paul walker's death in real life but i mean now it just became a juggernaut franchise just right. a, i mean literally it made 1.5 billion dollars and also i think it crossed like a billion dollars in like a week and a half it was a week yeah. it was like really yeah. fast it was crazy so then 2017 the Fate of the Furious. Yes. So this is now another director directed by F. Gary Gray. $1.2 billion on a $250 million uh, budget. So no That's Paul. That's not bad. Yeah, no, not bad at all. No Paul Walker. No so, Jordana Brewster. So F. Gary Gray, he's the guy who did. Um, I don't know. He's the one who did um, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, that's a badass movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a weird segue. Yeah. Okay, so then we have. Okay, so I, I'm not going to lie. 
I turned this movie off. Okay. I watched half of it. I just thought it was so ridiculous. Again, this is where you like, it's not just, I don't mind crazy stunts, but the plot also suspends this belief. It's so So terrible. in this, you, I mean, and then again, look at the talent they bring to these films. Charlize Theron as the big baddie Cypher, an I Oscar winning super babe. Her. She's I hate terrible her. in I this. I hate her. Oh, you I'm hate sorry. her, period? Sorry, no. I love her. Yeah, I, I love her. She's one of the most she's beautiful women in Hollywood. In I hate the choice to bring her into this franchise. It's so bad. Helen it's so Mirren as Deckard and Owen Shaw's mother. Terrible. Who's one of the best actresses around? Terrible she's supposed this. to play M. Right. Right, and now Jason Statham is like the good guy, Deckard it's Shaw, so teaming up it's with so freaking Hobbs. Horrible. And then what is this? So now, well, hold on, hold on. So now Dom Toretto becomes a baddie, yeah. and he turns to the dark side, right. Because he has a kid with that the agent Brazilian girl. that he was dating, right? It's just ridiculous. so. Here's the thing, like to me, <sighs> okay. So God I, help so me. So I was in Florida on an extended. Hold on, do you vacation. like this movie? No. Okay, good. No. So you'll agree with me no. on that. This one is well, just batshit. This is my least favorite movie of yeah. the entire franchise. And it made $1.2 billion. Well, you know. Because when I look at some of the earlier want, ones, actually. It doesn't make it good. They're quite good. <sighs> I'm in Florida on an extended vacation. My girlfriend flies down to visit me. Okay. And the Fast and the Furious is out. I don't know anything. I go onto Google Maps. I find a theater. I get an Uber. It was a pickup truck. He took us 27 miles to the theater. And I watched the movie. With Mimika? With Mimika. And (laughs) I loved it. I loved it because it was what I needed at that time. But in looking back at it, it was freaking terrible it was so yeah. bad it was yeah. so bad i mean the thing is is like you know dom's in some south american country i don't know if it's brazil or you know dominican republic i love that and you know all of a sudden oh here's this white girl with beautiful blonde hair and stilettos with a broken down car like come on really like how dense do you have to be to buy that that would ever happen in life ever fast in the fury i mean she's dense. sitting there she's sitting there you know in you know latin american countries i don't know if you got anybody has been to a latin american country they're generally not very safe right especially for a white person they can see your tourist from far away um and then she ends up being this you know hacker who you know has a private jet and you know it can control the world and, and i just come on and those guys, dreads it's are just, just terrible it's so bad yeah um I, what i did love was the um you know dom toretto and jason statham you know sorry deckard shaw uh you know sequence where they're you know they crash into each other mm-hmm. you know and then but obviously the whole like reinforced thing i don't know if anybody knows but the reason cars are safer these days is because they have crumple zones not because they're reinforced right you know people would die off of fun fact kids. less crazy accidents back in the day because the cars were so rigid so that doesn't make any sense but then they fought and it was it was you know i was waiting for that for a couple of a couple of movies yeah i turned this movie off so i can't really comment on it i just it, it just sucked. It was terrible. Um, you know, the fact that Dom would have a kid in with, you know, the Brazilian girl is about the most believable fact in this movie. Right. And the fact that he would, you know, do what he had to do to. And would know. almost kill Letty and all of his comrades. I mean, practically he could. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he had it all orchestrated. But. but but the other thing is, too, and I think this was a failure in the filmmaking, was I believe Dom was bad the entire movie. The entire movie. He this played, film, yeah. yeah, he played, he he was a bad guy in this entire movie so well that I didn't see him ever doing it because he had to. And he was really a good guy. Like the stuff that he did in the movie was inexcusable. I don't mm. care what, I don't, I don't care what the situation is. 
You don't, so did you don't go against your family you, like did that. Did it upset you more because of that? Yes. It's not how dumb is. See, you're yes. passionate yes. about it because that's not the character. I mean, it was close to, to me, how I'm dumb just like, is, this but is he would never, fucking stupid. He would never, he would have always called Letty and said, hey, right. such and such. You know, you, you started getting the idea where he like pulls into the alley, you know, and, you know, they have God's eye or whatever. And, you know, he p- pulls up the hood and disappears and goes and meets, you know, uh, Helen, Jason's, Mirren. Yeah, yeah. Helen Mirren, Jason's, Statham's mom, and, you know, works out a deal with her. You kind of start to think a little bit, but he's still doing this really bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, so it just, it. It was also very dark, right. and it made me sad because Paul Walker was, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, he was the light of the franchise, and he kept it, you know, fun, and he kept it light and entertaining. Do you think they'll try and bring his character back with one of the brothers? I they No, like, I don't think. In a cameo they're not interested. or something? They're not interested. I've looked Because they're not actors, They're are not they? actors. Yeah. They're not interested in becoming, you know, I, I, no. And I think it would be a disservice to Paul, honestly. Paul Walker had an interesting career, too, not to go on a tangent, because, again, he's really mostly known for Fast and Furious. But he did a couple, like, have you ever seen that film Running Scared? You should watch that movie. Is he in a car in the beginning of it? No, no, it, it's it's There's not. There's a beef, like I saw with him, where he's in, like, South Africa or something in the beginning and driving. No, Running Scared is, is like a, it's a really unique indie movie that you should check out where I think he's really gets quite gritty and violent, but I think he's genuinely really good in it. And then of course he was in like varsity blues and you know. <laughs> yeah. But he, that was before the fast and the furious yeah. and he didn't necessarily play a, he played a supporting role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So we're going to move on from that. So we're pretty much caught up. So now we have um, fast nine, which is coming out this year. Is it coming out in summer? 2020. Yeah, and the trailer just dropped for this with John Cena as his brother. Um, Charlize Theron back as Cypher. I mean, it. and now Jason uh, Statham, Decatur, is like a good guy who's teamed up with Hobbs. But he, he's not Only in... Only in the Fast and Furious can you go from being an absolute villain in one movie to a hero in another movie. Yeah, but Hobbs... So Hobbs isn't in Fast 9. Uh, no. Dwayne Johnson isn't now, in Fast 9. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. In real life, yeah, there was a lot of tension between Vin Diesel and um, so, so that and really Rock. was a thing. Yeah, the thing is, is tell me your take on it. I've, I've, I know people who have worked at The Rock. Yeah. I've also met The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is a true professional. Yeah, in anything he does, As I've an heard actor, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's 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 great. You know, the, the way I met him years ago was I was working at a hotel and he was there, and I said, you know, I had one you know 20 second chat with him and he could have just looked at me and said why are you talking to me but he was a dope dude and he acknowledged me and talked to me i also know people have worked with him he's always the he's always on time i've heard that he's He's always on time consummate professional yes and a good dude he's prepared right you know he grants all of his other actors the importance that they deserve and i think he tweeted out that you know, and he insinuated that there was other actors who were stalling production because they were divas. And right. I believe that to be Vin Diesel. Right. I could see him doing that. And I've heard Vin Diesel is a bit of a dick. Yeah. On the other hand, I mean, whether you love him or hate him, The Fast and the Furious is his franchise. Yes. Make no mistake, right? But that doesn't give you... I can't believe I'm supporting that, but it is a, just a fact. It, it's a fact, but you cannot give... That does not give you carte blanche right. to, you know, disrespect the people who are working for you. Right. You know, my one of my rules in life is, you know, you, you should love the people you work with and you and the people who you work with should love you. Right. With that being said, I think that The Rock, you know, with his just, you know, absolute stellar reputation, of course, got handpicked to have his own spinoff movie. 
Do you think he did that? Or do you think like producers came to him and said, look, you guys aren't getting on, but Hobbs is so popular. Hey, I tell you what, let's make you and Deckard Shaw team up. Sure. It could have been something like that. Did, okay, good. So did, I don't think that, um, that I think, I think that Vin Diesel felt, and I don't know this for sure. I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything about this, but I think that Vin Diesel felt slighted and especially by the fact that they were making a Hobbs and Shaw movie. And those are the only two guys, the latest comers of the franchise who were stars to get their own spinoff. But then I, mean, I heard Vin Diesel never got a spinoff. Right. But then I heard on like Twitter and stuff. Yeah, but it is his franchise. Fine. Okay. But then Tyrese I heard, never got a spinoff. Tyrese went out on Twitter and he and he publicly, you know, made comments about, you know, but then I heard on fact. social media that uh, The Rock and Vin Diesel like made up and were all happy for each other, apparently. So last year, 2019, the spinoff true. Hobbs and Shaw came out. And again, it made like $800 million. It did was you, worse than The Fate of the Furious. Did you watch it? Yes. Here's what's interesting. I watched it on the plane, actually. I think you were a few th- feet away from me snoring when we were traveling somewhere. <laughs> I Maybe I was just in the right time at the right place. I actually enjoyed it for some reason. Maybe because I just knew it would be dumb as shit. Hold on, wait. And it was. You enjoyed that movie. So, I, so you have to go into every Fast and the Furious knowing that it's pretty much going to be dumb as crap. I guess okay. so, yeah. Dumb as shit, as you said. I think it was because, like, who rolls up in this film? Ryan Reynolds rolls up in this movie a couple times. I gotta and be then honest with you. There's, like, I've oh, mentally, Kevin Hart. I've mentally blocked a lot of it out. Um, it was dumb, it, but I the whole actually scene enjoyed where it. they end up in Samoa. I hated family. That. Oh, that was awful. It was. It, I, I really appreciate. And they have that no they, weapons. Yeah, <laughs> they would get I appreciate annihilated. That they did an homage to like his heritage, right. and all that stuff, and I really like it. But it was so forced to me. And it, oh, it and just, I did like make any I did sense. like Idris Elba as Black Superman. It's <laughs> ridiculous. No, no. To they me, get great actors in these oh ridiculous God, it's so roles. Terrible. It just to me, it looks like an excuse to have these actors come in to be a draw at the box office. That's okay. all it looks like. Not people, you know, they don't need these guys for the films. Well, Fuzzle, my friend, we're talking about ridiculous movies, but you have successfully engaged in a conversation with Tony, the movie guy, for like. An hour and 40 minutes about this franchise. So you need to pat yourself on the back, my friend. Thank you. Um, But it was a lot of fun. So we've gone through them all. Um, I genuinely think they will. Apparently, they're going to make 10 of these. Apparently. Right. I think as long as they make money, they'll keep going, especially when they make this much money. Yeah. Like a billion dollars. It's a no brainer. And I am just waiting for Fast and Furious Space Heist. It's going to happen in 10. It's definitely going to happen. Um, nine, there's a little bit of a sore spot it on the internet. Looks Han, so they're bad. bringing Han back. Oh yeah, they're bringing Han back. The, when Han died, there was a whole movement justice for Han. Right. Um, and I, I, my friend told me about it, and I I wasn't paying attention to it at the time, so I don't have firsthand knowledge of it. But now they're bringing him back, and it's just kind of like opening new wounds. And I'm really curious to see how they explain that he's still alive. Letty was. Does it, it was matter? Forgivable. I guess you're right. Body I guess it really swap. Doesn't. It's the Fast and Furious. At this point, after Fast and the Furious yeah. eight, nothing it could have been matters. his twin fucking brother. Who cares? After it's the like... submarine with Lamborghini yeah. and missiles, it, it doesn't matter. Fucking, it really doesn't. Come on, man. You know? it's just... I mean, the tank was one thing, but a submarine. Come on. <sighs> All right. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up? No. Well, let me shout out. I did. I did make some notes. I, I just have. Just an overall wrap up of the of the franchise. Let's do it because this is the only time yeah. I'm going to talk. Okay, in you're such never going to talk about this again. About, oh, I will keep just slagging it off. Okay, but now I'll always think about this fondly and have a little bit because again, 
I love different perspectives. For pure popcorn escapism entertainment, yeah. this is one of the best franchises out there. It is. It That's is. the truth. Like, and that I is get the truth. That. And, yeah. and I feel so proud to say that I was there from the beginning. Right. Honestly. <laughs> I, I, and I know it sounds stupid, okay, but I'm I literally... laughing and I'm sorry because he said that with 100% sincerity. Sincerity, yes. And that was beautiful. Yes. Continue. So, and it didn't say this in the first, and when we were talking about the first one, but I was so excited for the first film to come out. I was actually working on my Mustang that day, and I got into a fight with my girlfriend. We had planned to go watch it, and she was a little bit of a diva, and I had my engine taken apart in my garage, and she said, I need you to drive me home now. And I looked at her like, are you crazy? I like I, I pointed to my engine. She got mad and stormed off, you know, mm. didn't call me for the rest of the day. So I ended up going to watch the movie by myself. And I just, it was perfect because I'm working on the car in a day, watching the movie at night. Um, so that I definitely was there I, from the I beginning. I hear you, man. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say a couple things. So my favorite cars, because okay. this movie is about cars. Yeah. I mean, look, for people who actually are still here listening, yeah. hopefully they're into this franchise so they're so. going to know what you're talking about. Otherwise, I'm never going to be on the show again. <laughs> no, you're welcome anytime. That's the, the best part. This is my show, man. I have on it who I want. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So my favorite cars, I loved Han's uh, RX-7. Yeah. The Hans, one that he dies uh, in. My wife loves this That's car, my yeah. favorite, favorite car. My second favorite car is Brian Supra from the original Fast and okay. Furious, which they reuse in the second one and they crash in the first scene. Um, I also loved Hans Sylvia, which is the one that... Sh- uh, Sean? Sean. The one that Sean... From Tokyo Drift. From Tokyo yeah, Drift. Yeah, yeah. In Tokyo Drift. The one that Sean wrecked. Right. And the one that they stole the engine out of for the Mustang. Gotcha. For the later part of the movie. Um, I also love Roman's million dollar supercar mm. in the fate of the furious that is the one thing i like about that movie there's a guy on youtube called tavarish who actually bought that actual car are you serious and did a whole series on how terrible that car was and how in such bad condition it was and he basically restored it to actually a million dollar supercar wow it's fantastic if you guys want to watch it um and then i love the dom chevelle and grand national in the fourth movie gotcha and um i actually did love sean's dad's mustang even though that they put like a tuner, like a import engine into it, and that goes against you know anyone who is a true muscle car head, it goes against that. But I did love that. Yeah. This 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 franchise actually was the franchise that actually started getting me into imports. I'm not really into imports fully, but it did give me appreciation for it because it did kind of put them on the mainstream. It's cool, man. All right, man. Were you happy? I'm very happy. Okay, so you have, look, I still think these are ridiculous, but you have made me appreciate them as, you know what, this is art form in like the sense of like Armageddon, you know? Don't compare these movies to Armageddon. I love Armageddon. Stop. That's yeah, that's the thing. I, many people love Armageddon. I loved it, it too, but it was so hit. hokey. And I don't buy Liv Tyler. Don't, I don't get buy me Liv started Tyler. Okay, again. fine, fine, fine. I guess, you know, I'm biased because I'm a car guy. Yeah, but, and, and I'm not, but um, I can appreciate them for just escapism. You know, you can't get better than that. And, and let's face it, I think they will keep me making these films for uh, another decade or so. It's very true. And spinoffs and so on. It's very true. I was watching uh, 4, 5, and 6 the other day, and I just, I felt so good. I felt so amazing. I there felt go, amazing with the Latin music and just, you know, they're having dinner yeah, and it's just beer, such a vibe to it. They just kick back and it's, yeah, yeah they're great I Sunday it. afternoon movies. I just hope that in nine and 10 that they return to form and seven and eight can just be, you know, a hiccup in an Absolutely. otherwise amazing franchise. 
And do you see Oscars coming for these <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> All right, Fussle. Look, it was a pleasure having you on and a pleasure discussing this franchise. Now we shall never speak of it again. Ever. Except for if I'm ever on the show again, I will definitely reference these films. What's the next topic? If you came on the show, what would you pick? What would it be? Um, I, I honestly don't know. The Transformers franchise. Oh my God, don't. It, that would last about five minutes. You know, yeah, that, that episode would be five minutes. Those long. are actually worse. They and I love the first one. The first every one was great. Other, every other one is terrible. Terrible. What would we... T- let, I don't know. I'll let you model on it, and you're welcome back anytime, buddy. But we have to wrap up because we yeah, went way up. over time. You, you guys was... can cut all this out. No, no, no. This is good. This was a lot of fun. All right. Where can people find you? What's your uh, social? Well, I'm a professional photographer, and most of my uh, social media interaction is photographing. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at Fazilla Photo. It's F-A-Z-I-L-L-A-H dot photo. That's on Instagram. You can find everything else from there. Yeah, and check him out because you're really good. He's got lots of great stuff. Yeah? Yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media and support us leave your five-star itunes reviews and support us on patreon also we'll see you in a couple weeks bye-bye